Hey, it's Bob at I Like to Make Stuff. Thanks for checking out this episode of Brain Pick. This is the audio-only version of the live Q&A show that I do on YouTube, and in this episode we have Frank Howarth. If somehow you don't know Frank's name, you definitely know his work. You've probably seen one of his stop-motion woodworking videos. They get passed around a lot because they are awesome. He's an incredible woodworker and a fantastic storyteller, and I was really, really happy to have Frank on the show. He's an inspiration to a whole lot of people, and there were a lot of really fantastic questions for him. Anytime you use Google Hangouts, unfortunately, you have the possibilities for some technical problems, and we did. We lost Frank for a little while, but we got him back. So I hope you enjoy this episode of Brain Pick with Frank Howarth. Hey, everybody. It's Bob at I Like to Make Stuff. I'm here with uh, Frank Howarth, and before we get into that, I have a couple things I want to talk about. Um, a new podcast that I'm a part of, me and... David Picciuto and Jimmy DeResta, the three of us have started a podcast called Making It, and it's going to be bi-weekly. We have two episodes of it up, and it's not about woodworking. It's not about any specific uh, skill or any specific medium or anything like that. It's really us talking about creativity and design and where we get our inspiration from. And uh, we're going to try to keep it to about 30 minutes an episode, try to make it not too long, um, but it's really just talking about you know how we get to, to where we end up projects and where we came from and all that stuff. So you can check that out at makingitpodcast.com. Um, it's on iTunes. You can get it on Android. There's feeds on the website to get it, you know, in whatever podcaster you want to use. So uh, we're having a lot of fun with it, and I hope you guys check it out and listen to it, and please let us know what you think. So like I said, uh, we're here tonight with Frank Howarth, and really excited to have a lot of respect for Frank, both his woodworking abilities and his filmmaking abilities, and um, everybody's really excited. So say hi, Frank. Hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Thanks. So we have a ton of questions in here already, so I may have to, to wade through these. Um, may take me a, a little bit. So I have a couple that I want to start out with for me personally, and then I'll look through the incoming questions while we go. So I, I think everybody knows you have a pretty significant visual style. It's different than a lot of other people on YouTube, woodworkers doing a lot of stop motion, a lot of really interesting camera work. And so probably one of the questions that's in here and one that I had was, do you have a background in film, or is it just, you know, where did that come from for you? Um... Not in film, per se. Um, I've been into... I, um, let me um, stop for a second. Um, I, I, I'd like to say that I do have a little bit of a stutter for um, the people that, that, that um, don't know. Um, so I'll, um, I'll probably sound... It, it, a little bit different than my, you know, than my videos, but uh, but yeah, no, my backgrounds in my 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 backgrounds in architecture, um, which is very um visual um. um so yeah, and, it, and um, film, and and fi film and a design um go together really well. So yeah, yeah, it makes so sense. Nice. You obviously have an eye for you know the architecture probably has a lot to do with composition and things like right. that. I'm sure, you're trained it's, in, but no specific film training. I guess. No. I, I, I did take a studio in graduate school um, that was uh, um, um, stop motion work. So, gotcha. so I have there's a little bit of background there with that. But. Yeah, that was going to be my next question because the stop motion is is a very specific skill and looks like you've had some some training. I guess a graduate class would probably do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's one here from Jay, Jay Bates, good buddy. 
Um, says, Frank, sometimes I enjoy making the videos more than the actual project. Are there any times where you feel the same way? Your videos are incredible. Um, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, no, I, I, think, I think that's true for me, too. I, um, I definitely like the woodworking, but um, sometimes the, the, the film project kind of takes over in a way. Um, I've actually found it um, to get focused on the woodworking project. It helps to get started with um, with the video project. I've I've discovered. You know, I'll 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 uh, I'll um, work on the I'll I'll um, work on the on the um, woodworking project, you know, for the day, and you know, and shoot um, that stuff for the day, and then and then and then um, put it together every night, and, and that helps kind of focus the what um, um, what I need to get done, you know, for the. Oh, we might have lost video. For just a second, um, yeah. So with that, do you, when you plan out a project, do you plan out the um, the filming part of it too? You know, like what sections are going to be stop motion? Do you kind of direct it ahead of time, or do you take it kind of shot by shot? Say, I'm going to be doing this thing, and so I'm going to shoot it this way. Oh, we might have lost Frank. Looks like he might be frozen. Hmm. All right, well, be patient, everybody. We'll see if we can get him to reconnect. Um, let me try to get him back here. He'll try to come back in. Let me look through the other questions and see if there's anything else um, that I can fill space on until he comes back in. And obviously, most of the questions are for Frank, so <laughs> I can't really answer them. Well, if anybody has any other questions um, that I can answer in the meantime, we'll do that. Uh, otherwise, I don't know. We'll wait for Frank to try to get back in, and if he's not able to, or if there's a problem, maybe a connection problem on his end. So, so I can go ahead and tell you about the next episode of Brain Fit coming up. Um, the date is going to be December 2nd, and it's going to be with April Wilkerson. I'm really excited to have April on. She's pretty awesome and has, in a very short amount of time, uh, gone from someone who has seemed very scared of YouTube and doing videos. She did some really nice videos at the beginning, but you could tell she just uh, wasn't crazy about doing project videos. And now she's really comfortable and she's doing some really, really good projects and she's uh, doing really well behind the camera So and in front of the camera. So um, I'm looking forward to have that. It's going to be on December 2nd. Same, It's three weeks from tonight, so Tuesday night, 9.30 um, p.m. Eastern. Um, Okay, there's one here. Bob, how do you have time to make your videos and be a dad? Um, I have a really patient wife um, who knows uh, how much I love this and how much I love producing content, and she uh, just is gracious enough to give me time. And I, I work from home. That helps a lot. Um, I do have a full-time job, but I work from home, so I'm able to take my breaks, you know, lunch break, and right after work, I don't have a commute that eats up a lot of people's time. So those are times that I use to, to make my videos. So, um, and you know, obviously having kids is the, and so I have to be really careful about how I spend the time making videos and doing that stuff and make sure it doesn't take, take away from my family. And it's a hard balance to find, but so that's how I do it. Oh, here's one for me. What am I currently working on? Um, I'm actually in between things. I haven't started a new project. I'm doing a workshop this weekend at an event called Geek End here in Savannah, Georgia. And it's a uh, kind of weekend technology entrepreneurship conference. And the theme is something to do with making. I can't remember exactly what the theme is. So I'm doing a workshop and I'm going to show how to make uh, my on-air sign that I've made in one of my videos. But I'm making one called Geek End. And we're going to make one in the workshop. And I'm going to let people that are there uh, use the vacuum former to see how that works and to put together the box. Um, I'm going to align it with an LED strip. And so they're going to get to figure that out. So 
It's going to be doing a project along with the talk that I have prepared about why so problem solving and making can be a part of everyday life. And it's more of a mindset than a skill set. Um, so some stuff like that. Bob, have you thought about building an adjustable height desk? Seems like it would do well in your office setup. Yes, I have. Actually, I had a friend of mine ask me to do one for, um, that would work on a desk, but then you could pull it up for a stand-up desk. And I didn't have time when he asked me, but it's been on my list since then. And that's something I definitely want to do because I've found myself standing up a lot more working. So, yes. Uh, Seth. Oh, yeah. Hey, Seth. Yeah, Seth, that's on my list for sure. I don't know if uh, we're going to be able to get Frank back. I mean, I'll be happy to answer questions and do a Q&A myself, but I know I'm in every one of these, and I'm not quite as interesting. I understand that. I've had enough comments too much in these, so I got it. <laughs> Bob, why do you do these brain picks while Sons of Anarchy is on? I'm sorry. I don't have cable, so I don't know when anything is on. <laughs> sorry about that. Bob, who did your intro music? I did. I do all my music from all my videos. Uh, it's all original. And I am a musician. It's kind of simple electronic stuff um, that I do on the computer. But yeah, I do all the all the music. Hey, Joel. He just said, hey, Bob. Hey, Joel. Um, Joel is a really cool guy. He came and introduced himself at Maker Faire at Atlanta. And um, I looked like, because his Facebook icon is not him. And he told me on Facebook that he was going to come uh, to make her fair. And so I didn't know what to expect. Anyway, he surprised me. He and his wife, uh, su super cool, really nice to meet them. And, um, so I'm glad I've gotten to know him since then. That was really cool. He's, he's awesome support and is doing some really cool work himself too. So it's awesome to watch that happen. Oh wait, here's the question. Uh, Bob, have you finished modding your Shapeoko with a larger router yet? How's that going? Does it require a lot of modding to the unit? I haven't, but there's a reason. <clears throat> so I have the uh, DeWalt router. I thought it was handy, but it's not. So I got a DeWalt a trim router. That's what I was going to use to mod the Shapeoko. And one of the reasons I was waiting on that was because you have to have some larger brackets. for The diameter of the router is a lot larger than what's on there, so the, the mounting brackets don't quite fit. You know, It doesn't fit inside there. So instead of just cutting out out of wood, I was going to wait till my 3D printer showed up, which I thought was going to happen last month. Then I was going to 3D print some things as an experiment, you know, uh, 3D print some mounting brackets to put on there. And so I was waiting on all that stuff. Well, the printer's been delayed. It's going to be here. Who knows when? Um, and then since then, I've ended up um, getting a one of the quiet spindles from Inventables that they, it's a, a spindle upgrade kit, you know, and it's, um, it's a lot, lot higher wattage spindle, a lot less run out. And it's made specifically for this type of setup. So it's, it's, um, equally weighted. The balance should be a lot better than if I were to use a trim router. So that's actually going to get here tomorrow. And so I'm going to spend the time in the next couple of weeks getting that installed. So I'm going to be doing some more upgrades to it. Um, but that's the route I'm planning on going. Oh, Frank's back. Yay. Hey, Frank. Okay. Am I back? Yeah, you're back. My machine just completely locked up. I've never had it do that before. Oh. Just completely yeah. frozen. I, I couldn't do anything. Welcome to Google Hangouts. That's <laughs> I'm glad you're back. I've been, uh, I've been answering questions for myself. Um, so let's get back to one for you. Um, this is from Seth. Do you active this to you? Do you actively seek out commission work like the sushi restaurant and the Jelly Studios, or has it been word of mouth? Do you leave architecture behind completely for woodworking, or did you leave architecture behind completely? Uh, love your videos. Thanks for making them. So two parts to that question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, I, I, I've not um, sought uh, 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 I've not um, sought out work. It's all just um, stuff from friends mostly. Hmm. You know, I, I I have a network of people within the um design world here, so it's um you know so that. Helps. Um, so so yeah, I, 
Um, for now, I've left um, working in an office behind, but um, that may not be for you. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were still doing architecture or if that was a thing of the past. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, one of them was one of the questions was Frank, what do you do for a living? So obviously not architecture right now. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, what what I'm doing for a living is on the videos, basically. <laughs> oh wow. Um, and um, that's kind of half my time, and then half my time's being a being a being a stay-at-home dad, so. Um, That's what you do for a living right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. um, um, all right, so this one's from David Picciuto, the drunken woodworker. Um, your, Frank, your storytelling skills are inspiring. Do you ever pick a project because you think it'll make a great video? Man, I think, yes. <laughs> but I'm, I... I mean, like the the, the um, basement shelves were kind of that way. It was uh, um, something that that I needed to do, but it wasn't something that I needed to do, you know, right now. Um, uh, um, but it was more that I I could see the video that. Um, that it could make, and that um, that was one where the where the project was really simple, and it, and it was really more time spent doing um, doing, um, doing the video with that one. Hmm. Um, but um, yeah, no, I I I try to not just do a project so I can make the video, although I've done that. You know, um, um, try, um, try, trying to do projects that uh, uh, that that I would you know would do anyways. Yeah, it seems like a lot of the things, at least lately, a lot of the things that you've done are, are kind of they're kind of stuff around your house. Like they're useful. They're not just like. Projects, just because you need to do another project, they seem like they're things that are actually benefiting your home. Right. Yeah. We 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 did the shop, and then we we were sort of sick of doing house projects for you know for a year or so. Um. Um. So. Uh. Um. But now we're back to you know doing some stuff in the house. I I don't want to make it so that's all I'm doing because then you kind of get into a, a rut of you know because there uh, um um there's just endless things to do on the house. Oh yeah, always. And I found for me anyway, I I end up kind of going through phases where I'll do a whole lot of as far as project projects and project video, I'll do a whole lot of the same realm of things for a little while and then you get burnt out on it and you move on right. you know, to, to something else so I mean, it makes sense that you'll go through the everybody goes through those I think right. um, <laughs> this one, Frank I'm super jealous of your shop not a question just a fact <laughs> I would have to second <laughs> that <laughs> I think everybody's pretty jealous of your shop um, alright here's, here's an actual question um, this is from Matt Cremona I don't know if you're familiar with Matt's work, but uh, uh, I just started um um following him um today actually. Oh, good. Yeah, he's got some great stuff. He's a really nice guy yeah. too. So yeah. the question was: Your videos are the only woodworking videos my wife will watch with me, and at <laughs> one point she would actually watch some of my videos. So. I'm I'm disappointed that she doesn't like mine anymore. Anyway, what's the largest turning you've made, and which is your favorite? I think, um, um, the largest, just kind of dimension was it, um, was the clock that I made, um, this past summer. 
um, that I turned on the lathe um, with the turning stand on the outboard side. And I've forgotten what the actual size of it is. It was pretty big, though. I remember yeah. seeing pretty large. And then um, some of the bowls have been pretty big. Just on the bowls, just because I'm curious, I have, I, have, I have no experience turning at all. I have a lathe. You can see it right there. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I've, you know, I had the, there's one piece of wood on it right now that I'm pointing at, and that's the only piece of wood I've ever put on it. Anyway, um, the number of steps that you take to do your glue-ups blows my mind. How long does, uh, and I know they're all different, but how long does it take you to prepare something before you even get to the turning thing and some of the really complex ones. I mean yeah, I mean it's it's a few days, you know, four, five days. I mean, um some of that's because you you um glue things together and you need to wait to you know um to then do, do the next step. And then when you're ready to turn it's good to just let it sit for a whole day so it's just really dry. You know, it's really set together. Yeah. Um. Um. You know, uh, um. When, um. When you're turning, you you turn down that you know that glue surface, so it gets it gets smaller and smaller as you're as you're going. You know, so you want it really set and you know ready to be to be turned. I know you've had a couple um, where thing things have broken. Have you ever had any just like really beautiful explosions of just <laughs> just <laughs> bolt parts going everywhere? Yes, but not, not, um, not not so bad that I couldn't use what you know what came off the lathe. You know, I've had things come off, um, but they haven't shattered and you know broken into a bunch of pieces. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be probably really scary and kind of cool at the same time. I would imagine. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I haven't touched my lathe. Is I'm just I'm just scared of the possibilities. You know, I just I don't have any experience so. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's see. Frank, you've mentioned having metalworking tools in part of your shop to maintain the woodworking tools. How much time do you find... Oh, I keep forgetting to click this. How much time do you find... Oh, I clicked the wrong one. Sorry, guys. <laughs> they, they hop around. And add people add, as people add questions, the questions hop around, and if I don't click one, then it... It disappears. I think it was how much time do you spend doing the metal work to maintain the woodworking tools? I think that was the question. I really haven't done that much. And in fact, I've, I've kind of started to move the metalworking tools out into the... It, 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 um, into our, our basement. <laughs> Wow. Um, so, I mean, I, I was finding that they were just kind of sitting and getting dusty. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so that there's one, one, there's one, one room in the basement that's got a little, you know, corner where I can set up the lathe, the hope, kind of thing. But yeah, I, I haven't done a whole lot, and I haven't really been fixing the older stuff as much as I should be. Is it because there's not? Stuff's not breaking, or it's just not a priority. Yeah, yeah. Um, the stuff that I use seems to be working okay, so you know, so that hasn't well, been a huge need. That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, sorry, I'm normally more up on the questions. They're just popping around a lot here. Uh, this is for both of us, but more for you. How did you get into woodworking, and have you done it since you were young, or did it become a hobby later in life? Uh, I've definitely done it for a long time, but it hasn't really gotten serious until you know the last, the last, um, ten or fifteen years probably. Um, yeah, my my parents weren't you know makers or you know that you know that type at all, so. It, you know, this is much more just me, I think, finding it. Um, what drove you to, or I guess what 
you know, caused you to start going that direction without having grown up in that? Um, I mean, I liked um, shop class in high school, and then um, then at college, we in our studio building, we had a we we had a we 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 had a a wood shop um which I spent a lot of time in so so and I just kind of drifted towards that I think yeah yeah it makes sense um so there's a couple about uh, good uh, yeah I I I I, I had um, one more thought. I, I when I first moved here to Portland, I bought kind of a fixer house just because I could buy sort of more more house if I got something like that. So it's um um so um so I spent five years fixing that up when I first moved here, which you know is kind of a a a bigger project um than I thought it was going to be, but. It, um, but it was good, you know, for learning, you know, building cabinets and, um, you know, that kind of thing. I think that's a pretty good excuse to buy tools too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do that. You know, like, oh yeah, that rundown house seems like a great idea. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's it, it is so much work. <laughs> was it was it like a, a major major overhaul? No, the entire house or just yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the kitchen and the bathroom and the yeah. Yeah, no. When, uh, uh, um, when I first moved in, my my friend at the time told me it 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 it, it would take five years, and that it just seemed like so much longer than it was going to take, you know, and that he was joking. And it 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 it, 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 it took um, five years to to do it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it, stuff like that seems like it could just keep going. I mean. Yeah, we bought our house. It was in one of the reasons we bought it was because we didn't have to do anything to it. There were things that we could do, but you know, it was totally livable. We had a, another baby on the way and that type of stuff. And as soon as we got in here, we were like, "Oh, well, we should probably change that and that and that." So, <laughs> yeah, six years in, we're still we still have a big list of things to do. Right. Um, so here's one about your your tools. Um, do you dedicate the multiple table saws in your shop for different tasks? Uh, dado setup, ripping. If a shop has space for it, would you recommend having more than one? Yeah, I mean, some some tools. It's nice to have multiple tools because you can keep them set up for different tasks. And, and, and so, in a way, it's a whole different tool when it's set up differently. And and with with. Um, with the room, it's nice to just be able to walk up to something and just use it and have it, you know, set up already. Yeah. I, I had thought that the saws, you know, I would have one set up for cross cutting and one set up for ripping, but during a project, it kind of goes back and forth and they change, you know, and I'll, you know, I'll sort of use one one way for a little bit and you know, and then that one's set up that way, so I'll change the other one, and um, so it's. Um, so it's not real set as far as one big for this and one big for that kind of thing. Just being yeah. able to not not have to change them all the time for every right. Day. Yeah, that makes sense. That's one of the things that I um I, I tend to avoid certain types of joinery and things because I don't want to go through the setup of right. Yeah. Simple stuff like changing blades. And I guess that's just the laziness in me, but. I can see that being really beneficial. Now you have multiple table saws. You also have multiple radial arm saws, right? Right, and it's the same kind of thing. I can keep one, one, one set up for for dado sets and or for dado cutting, and then one for just for cross cutting. Actually, are there any tools that you don't have multiples of? Because I know you have multiples of a lot of them. Well, like, um, um, like the lathe, I. You know, really only just have the one, and with a lathe, you really only need one. Um, it, it's more, you know, things like chucks and you know that kind of stuff that you need multiple stuff with a lathe. So. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess you do have probably a lot of different types, different sizes, and different configurations of chucks. Right. Um, 
Frank, besides your obviously amazing set of large power tools, what is your favorite gadget tool you use in your projects? Huh. <laughs> a pencil? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite kind of pencil? <laughs> no, no I, I realized a long time ago that I would ha have lots of pencils in the shop, but I they, they would just never be around. So I went to Costco and I got a huge package of pencils, and I keep that on a shelf in one spot. I know where that is. And then it, uh, um, there's probably 50 pencils around the shop, and there never seems to be one when I need it, when I'm standing there and I need to make a mark on something. So I have my, my stash of pencils that I, you know, uh, um, that are just there. So, you know, they can just stop. I can walk over and just get a pencil when I need it. That's really funny that you say that, and I promise I did not plan this. But I have two of the same pencil laying right here because they're, I, I bought a box of these black pencils so that I could see them, you know, because they're black. They right. stand out against everything. And I have them spread out all over the shop for the exact same right. reason. But yeah, <laughs> I happen to have two of them right here next to me. Um, all right, let's see here. Your uh, vintage tools are amazing. There's going to be a lot of tool questions because you have awesome tools. <laughs> Um, so which is your favorite and why? And I actually had the same question listed down because I know that I know you have enough variation even though you have multiples of like bandsaws, they they serve very different purposes. So I was really curious if you have one that kind of like this question, but one um, tool in general that seems to be like the most useful thing. Like the thing that you other than the lathe, I think you do a lot of lathe work, but is there something that you always go to that you almost always use on a project? Um, probably the big, um, paramatic, um, table saw. I think I use a lot, and and and, um, um, that's the old one, which actually works, um, much better than the newer one that I have. Um, um, but it 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 just cuts, and it just leaves a really really nice cut, and it it. it and it cuts just super super easily, and I tend to use that on most most things. I mean, it works both you know for sheet sheet goods and you know for cutting wood and um um that kind of thing. And then I found that I use the big bandsaw more than I would have thought. That it it's just really useful for you know for lots of different things. It seems like it would just go through anything, <laughs> and you could put yeah. just about anything through it because it's just the first right. big. So, yeah, I can imagine I would probably use that a lot too. Um, let's see, there was one here. Uh, I keep skipping around. Gosh, where'd it go? I mean, I, I um, back to that question. I mean, I think it goes. You know, most most projects go between the table saw, the joiner, the planer, the the um, radial arm saw, and then uh, uh, um, maybe the band saw, you know, for specialty kind of things. But it, uh, um, but it's basically those tools that you know they get used the most. Gotcha. Um, so here's one on a different topic. Um, how has your popularity on YouTube been for you? What's the best and worst part of it? <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's definitely been fun, and it it, it it it's been amazing. The 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 uh, the um feedback that I get, you know, has has been uh has been um really good, and it. it um, that's sort of one of the things that keeps me going, just because it's, you know, that part is kind of fun. But it, but it's also kind of stressful now because if I do something, you know, that's kind of a stupid sort of noob kind of move, without realizing it, and it's you know it's out there for everyone to see. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think we all run into that. I, I do things yeah. constantly, like for instance, if I may cut in on your question. <laughs> I was doing this project, the last project I did, I was in a hurry. You know how it is. Well, maybe you don't know how it is. When I do projects, I tend to work 
way faster than I need to for no particular reason. It's just like, oh, the camera's on. I have to, you know, I have to yeah. shoot nails really fast or something. So I um, just wasn't paying attention when I did it. Doing tilted the nail gun a little bit and had a little blowout of this nail. Well, I left it in the video because it didn't matter, and I trimmed it off, you know, whatever. And um, I had, I don't know, 15 or 20 comments that day about, <laughs> hey, John Highs just put up a video about how not to have blowout with your nails, and I'm like, I, I, I'm fully aware. Thank you. I, I understand. <laughs> I just made a mistake. <laughs> but, yeah, people like to, uh, I mean, at the same time, it's a very, very helpful community of right. really awesome tips and stuff. So I don't mean to sound like that. <laughs> no, I find... The, the the most the, just the tiniest details get picked up on. So someone will see something. It's like you know, how did you even find that? Yeah. In the you know in, in the like in the in the light frame video I put up not too long ago, there, there there was a section where I had talked in the video part, but then I kind of made that really quiet during um during the final. Video and, and then, uh, um, someone asked what what that sound was, and I went back and I you know I I found the spot and I listened to it and it's like yeah what what is that sound? So I had to go back into the you know the file and actually find the 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 the, the little bit of of sound that was um sort of poking through the you know my voice in the in the video. Hmm. It's like this this tiny little thing. <laughs> yeah, they were probably listening in the headphones. One time I had somebody yeah, that's true. That, that I um I was cutting something I don't even remember what it was, but it was like a super high pitch sound that you know in computer speakers it wasn't a big deal, and they said that they listened to it in headphones and it just about blew their ears out. And I went back and listened to it in headphones and it was awful. <laughs> sorry, sorry to whoever that was. It wasn't intentional. Um, all right, so let's see. Let's move on to another one. Um. Where, okay, about back to your tools. I love your videos and see that you put these vintage industrial power tools. Where do you find all these tools? Um, scrounging around. I mean, um, the web is you know, um, been a great thing for you know finding that kind of stuff. Are you actively looking for things all the time? Yeah, but it's I. I'm beginning to realize it's been a few years since I've really found anything. It's it's been you know a little bit leaner, I think. Uh, um, now, uh, um, now, um, um, now that times are you know, uh, um, sort of picking up a little bit. Yeah, people um, are picking up things. Do you travel very far to find, you know, like? Are you willing to travel far to to find a tool if it's something that you really want, or do you stay pretty local? Um, yeah, I mean, I've been in fact most of the big stuffs from Seattle, oh. um, and the the bandsaw was up 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 in up up in Washington. State, you know, kind of in the middle of the state. Um, so yeah, if it's something I really want, then you know, I'll, I'll spend the time to go, go get it. Yeah, I mean, most of the stuff you have, I would think, would be probably worthwhile to. Right. Getting a cheap little Craigslist tool for a couple hundred bucks is probably <laughs> probably not worth the drive. But right. I, I've actually had a lot of. I guess it all just depends on where you live, because I've tried to find. Um, some vintage tools. I I don't have room for anything really big, you know. But just in the southeast, there's just very little available that I've so been able to find. Now, from out here on the west coast, it really feels like where you are is where 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 the stuff is. Where whereas out hmm. here, it's a lot thinner. But that may just be because it seems like that sitting out here. Yeah. Grass is greener or something. Yeah, exactly. I probably would have said the same thing that you know, like everywhere but here has has right. oh, oh, I think I think when you, when you look at everything on the web, it seems like there's all this stuff, but it's scattered, you know, all over the place. You know, so something that's not really all that far away on the continent is really like a five-hour drive 
which you know is a you know is a pretty good drive to go get something. So. Yeah, and and not even to know if you want to get it a lot of times too. I guess right. you have to make all that just to see if it's worthwhile. Yeah. Um. So here's another one for you, and this is about more about the video production side of things. On average, how long does it take you to edit a five-minute video, and what software do you use? And I, to tack on to that, I was curious about if you could maybe talk a little bit about your process for the stop-motion stuff. I know you don't probably want everybody to steal your, <laughs> your process, <laughs> but I think it would be interesting for people. People really love that, so I think it would be interesting for them to hear exactly how you go about it. Man. I'm usually putting together um, the footage that I've shot every day, each night. I mean, not 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 perfectly, you know, but that um, that's sort of the goal. Um, and then, it if things are going well on Thursday night, I'll do the. I'll do the um, narration track, and then lay um, lay that in on Friday, and kind of that. Uh, um, um, what I find really nice about doing it that way is uh, 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 is I can tighten up the whole video to that track of me talking in it. It um it makes it um it make makes things move along a lot better or quicker um and then and then um a Friday night I'll I'll uh, I'll I'm gonna sit down with um my wife and kids. And, and, and we'll sort of watch the sort of pre-final of the video. I, I, I've learned to sh show my wife what it is, and then really do what she tells me to do on it because she 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 she, she she's sort of a non-design, non-maker sort of set of eyes to to watch it to make sure it isn't. You know, I'm doing you know stuff that's um that's not making any sense or you know that kind of thing. Mm. And then, um, a Friday night, and then, and then, uh, um, sometime on Saturday, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of polish it up and you know kind of do the last little things to it, and then post it. Or at least that's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a schedule that you that you post stuff on? I mean, I, I try to do Saturday. Hmm. But it varies, you know, from Saturday morning to you know late Saturday night, depending on when yeah. when things get done. I know there's a lot of, of discussion back and forth with a lot of uh, YouTube creators about whether having a having That's a release schedule. schedule is yeah is like a good thing or if people don't even notice it, you know, is it right possible that some people don't don't even pay <laughs> yeah, yeah don't even notice it yeah. yeah. But, but so then with the stop motion, I mean, I can shoot. Most of the stop motion, I'm just moving a piece of wood, you know. So I'll take a picture and then move something and take a picture and move, you know. So that actually goes pretty quickly. I mean, it it's slower than shooting video, but it's not, I think, as long as you know it, it would seem. And then I can run, I I I've set up a I've set up a, a bunch of batch routines in Photoshop to kind of crop down those frames, um, and then and, and, um, um, then from there I can bring it in. I can bring it into Premiere, and what what what's nice with that, and it's it it's um, probably true with most most software. You 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 can bring those frames in as a you know, as, as a whole, a little chunk, so it sort of shows up like a little video segment. Um, free time and stuff from there. Right, right, right. Then, then you can you, you, you can you know kind of stretch it out or shrink it or you know whatever you want to do with the speed. Um, 
So you use Premiere? Right. Main, all of your software? Is that all you do all your editing in? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I, it, it's an older version. I think I think it's 5. CS5, I think. <clears throat> but, you know, it does, you know, it does everything I needed to. So. Yeah. Oh, here's a funny one, and I'm actually curious about this too. Have you been recognized on the street? Oh, what once? <laughs> really? I was, what was that? Yeah, like? I was taking my my kids to an art class, and we 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 were walking past the building, and this guy turns to me and says that he really likes my videos, and, and you know, and then just, you know, and I said thanks, and he he just kept walking, and you know, by that time. I realized what he was talking about. It, yeah, he was sort of down the street. <laughs> so it was funny. That's great. That's awesome. Um, I, uh, sorry, go ahead. Um, there's been some small, um, small, um, um, small, um, world stories that I've had where, like, one one of my kids friend's parents at school came to me and said that one of his friends sent me this video that you know that he had to check out and he, he watched it and it was my chair video and he said hey I know that guy <laughs> um, kind of thing so so yeah I mean and, and, and there's been like three or four you know things kind of similar to that but it's just you know kind of fun did it, so I'm curious about that whole being recognized, being, you know, whether it's in person or being sent around or anything. Did you, when you started making videos, obviously I don't think that was your intention was to, like, you know, be recognized or anything, but did you, when you first started, did you think that that would ever be the case where you would have, you know, videos that were so popular and people would know who you were and things like that? Not really. I mean, when I was starting, it always seemed so hard and it all it always you know you wonder how the you know you, you, uh, um you see these you know terrible videos on YouTube and you just wonder how they're getting all the views that they get kind of thing um and yeah you know, which is still true but you know so when you're first starting out yeah it's you know it it um you know it doesn't seem that way yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I think it was. I think it was. starting out, pretty much pretty much the same. Even if that were happening, I have to agree that I'm using other samples. So, we've got about ten more minutes. So, okay, your 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 voice is like really all garbled and staticky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't have anything about it. It happens sometimes with just different people's connections. My wife might be watching Netflix upstairs. Let's see here. Uh, I saw one about Portland, and, and I, can't, I don't know where it was, but it was basically like, um, you know, I've seen Portlandia. Is Portland really like that? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, that. Um, those jokes are, you know, based based on something. I mean, I mean, they they certainly make it sillier than I think it is. But yeah, but but yeah, it, it, it's a fun town. I mean. <laughs> it seems like it. I've got a, a good friend, a, a couple that live there, and they send me pictures and stuff. It just looks beautiful. It looks gorgeous. Uh, yeah. Um, so there's one here about when are you going to buy your first festival? Do I see a domino in your future? Do you have any interest in in? I know you, obviously you like vintage tools. Do you have any interest in that type of modern stuff? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm cer certainly not locked into only getting old old stuff. You know, right. it's more that you you can get more more for your money when you you know go that route, but. Um, in fact, some, something I've been working on, um, you know, uh, um, Matthias built his um, a panorouter thing. Yeah. Um, which we, you know, um, which we, you know, we've probably seen for the most part. So there's a, a guy in Japan who built one that's all metal, 
Oh, wow. And he, he's been building them to sell, so he sent me one to sort of test out and, you know, and show in, in a video. So I've been doing that for the last, you know, week or so. Hmm. And, uh, um, that's definitely a new shiny thing. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. How, do you have a specific idea of how you're going to work that in? Like, do you have a certain use for that type of thing? Yeah, and in fact, um, Matthias's use for it was to make joints, you know, uh, um, mortise and tenons and, you know, finger joints and, you know, that kind of thing. But um, um, the thing that I'm trying to do with it is to cut shapes to make um, segmented turning pieces for bowls. So I can kind of break mm. free of the, you know, the pattern that you get when you do a segmented bowl. I can start to cut out a, a curvy shape, you know, and, the, and you know, and then stick in a curvy shape that that fits that. Interesting. Wow. Um, you know, it, 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 um, and from, you know, from that um turn it down and you get, you know, this fun shape that's in the in the pattern of the bowl. Huh. So, will we see that pretty soon in one of your videos? Or is it still a ways off? Yeah, I was, I was, I was hoping this week, but it may be next week or it may be after that. It depends on. It, it's been hard making my pattern perfect enough so that the shape, you know, fits together, good enough. Gotcha. But, um, here's another one about a tool, um, and actually, this is I'm interested in this because I've been looking at one of these too. Your disc sander is huge, and you seem to get a lot of use out of it. How did you end up with that? And did you start with a smaller one and find it restricting? Yeah, I guess I have a combination, you know, belt sander, disc sander thing, and it's it's fine for little stuff, but yeah, it's kind of it's small. Um, now that um, that one, um, that one was at Boeing, and, and I, I I got it from from them. Um, so it 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 it, 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 it was. Um, super well maintained, and it's you know it runs perfectly. Um, what's funny is I had a shot at an auction to get a 36-inch double disander. Wow! I really wanted, um, but it went for um more than I wanted to pay for it. But um, um, that's the thing that thing that I would want to get is a big one, you know, like a, you know, a 30-inch one that, um, that's a double-sided one, so I can put a, you know, a, a, a rough paper on one side and then a smooth paper on the other side, so I can use one side, you know, to really take off material and, 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 um, and then a side, you know, smooth, smooth things up. Hmm. Would you consider making something like that? Do you have any interest in making a tool? Um, yeah, I've thought about that. Yeah. It, <laughs> um, yeah. I, um, um, the thoughts crossed my mind. But I haven't done it. <laughs> yeah. what, what, I should, what I really should do is make a disc for the lathe that's like the smooth paper, you know, and then put a... a a really rough paper on my sander. Hmm. I'd actually considered making a, and I found another couple people on YouTube that had done it to make their own disc sander. And the big thing I couldn't figure out was where to get the disc. You know, something that's that perfectly smooth and that, you know, just to get something that's high enough quality to be useful there. But, oh, yeah, the actual thing that you stick the paper to. Yeah, yeah. Because if it wasn't perfectly, you know, smooth, it just would not work, <laughs> I wouldn't think. So. Right, right, and it can't wobble either, you know, it has to be perfectly aligned. Right. Yeah, that, that, um, that's kind of true with most, most woodworking tools. Um, the thing that it does is really, really simple, you know, like a joiner or a table saw or a lathe, but it, 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 it um, um, what it needs to be is, it, is set up so it, so it's perfectly, you know, um, perfectly set so it does its thing, you know, perfectly basically. Yeah, aligned but and balanced and all the different. Right, yeah. right, right. Uh, let's see. We got about three minutes. 
So, um, see if I can find a couple more good ones here. Uh, there's <laughs> there's some funny ones, but they're not actually a very good question. Um, how did you first come to love French cleats? Hail the cleats, it says. <laughs> um, I think when I was setting the shop up, I started to use them in there. It's just so nice that you can just sort of stick something on it. You know, it just hangs, and they're really strong, and they're you know you can move stuff around. You know, you just pick up whatever it is and just move it. Um, no, when I was working in the office, a friend of mine there, Alma, told me about that system. That, you know, it seemed to make really good sense. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you did your um, your pantry with all those, obviously. How's that been? After having lived with that for a while, you know something that obviously probably gets a whole lot of use that room and maybe gets adjusted. How's that been living with it? The shelves we haven't really moved. I, th I think once you start putting stuff on the shelves, they get harder to move. <laughs> you <have laughs> yeah. to take all the stuff off. Right. Whereas like the smaller stuff and the hooks get moved around a little bit more. Although it, it, it's starting to kind of settle into place. I mean, I, I kind of found that with the shop too. I've got. You know, all, all the shelves move and everything, but they never move because they're kind of, you know, they're full of stuff, so, you know, they're hard to move. Yeah. But they can if I, if I need to. Yeah, more just having that first couple months of, like, you know, yeah. adjusting and things right. like that. Yeah. Okay, um, let's see. Uh, there's another really good one here. Where did it go? Uh, do you have any advice for someone looking to get into architecture? <laughs> Don't. <laughs> um, I mean, what I found is that it's really extroverted. You know, it's very it 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 it, 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 it it's really social as a profession. Hmm. You know, it's it it, it it's like built. Um, build, buildings don't build themselves, you know. Um, people build buildings, so you know. So it's all about politics and you know, kind of dealing and selling and, and all that, you know. So if, it, 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 if your second thing is being a politician, you know, then do it. But if you're into just drawing and math and science, then you know, just go into that. Don't go into architecture. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. I, I know a, a couple architects, and um, they have varying degrees of, of uh, happiness about it. <laughs> right. Know? I mean, if you love, yeah, you know, the, love the people aspect of it, then it's great. Um, um, but it's like the design part is, you know, a a, a really small part of what you do every day. But gotcha. Maybe. All right, we'll do. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm nothing. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's 10:30. I don't want to keep you too long, but there was one more that I would I was kind of interested in, and I don't see it, but I, I just remember what it was. If you could do any job for one day, what would it be? I wouldn't mind going and seeing how some of these uh, uh, um some of these film studios really work. You know, like, like, um, a Pixar, or, um, Leica, or something like that. You know, I I sort of done the the stop motion stuff and the film stuff, but I've never really seen how it you know really happens in a you know in a real studio, kind of thing. Interesting. Well, so, I, I mean, we'll, we'll talk through this, but actually, it might have. A, a connection for you to do that. All right. Really cool. All right. Well, uh, it's 10:30. I want to let I want to let Frank go. Thank you guys so much for asking questions and being patient with the outage and everything. Uh, Frank, thank you so much for being here and for doing this. I really appreciate it, and it's great to hear from you and hear why you do what you do. Is there anything you want to tell anybody, tell everybody about, or anything you have coming up or anything like that? Um. Uh, the the plan at the moment is to do the last restaurant video this Saturday, but um, that's the plan, anyways. 
Cool. And, you, want us, you want to tell us about it or what it is or anything? Well, I I did. They they sell they sell amasake on little trays with with three glasses that um that sit in that tray. So 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 they needed these trays made. So I made these little trays that have three 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 little spots for the glasses to go. So, so it, it's sort of a production video where I'm making more than one thing. So I'm trying to sort of play that up towards the end, where there's you know, sort of lots of time lapse of of things, you know, getting made and stacking up and you know that kind of thing. Awesome. But, cool. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, well, thank you again, and um, thanks to everybody for watching. Don't forget to check out the new podcast, MakingItPodcast.com. It's me and David Picciuto and Jimmy Duresta, and then three weeks from tonight. Next brain pick with April Wilkerson. And so thanks, guys, and we'll see you next time.